Hello and welcome to the Smells Like Infinite Sadness podcast. I'm your host, Michael Taylor. For those of you who don't know, I run the website, SmellsLikeInfiniteSadness.com. It's a blog covering the best alternative rock from the 80s and 90s up to present day. I'm a proud middle-aged Gen Xer who is still obsessed with the music of his youth and loves to talk about it. And today I'm speaking to Emily Whitehurst, who first rose to prominence under the alias Agent M as lead vocalist for pop-punk act Tsunami Bomb, who she performed with until 2005. Whitehurst is currently the front woman and mastermind behind indie electronic project Survival Guide. Survival Guide's latest album, entitled Death Dreams, is due October 19th on Double Helix Records, and it continues her unique miasma of 80s new wave and contemporary indie rock. On today's podcast, Whitehurst discusses how the creative process behind her new album got her out of her comfort zone, what it's like working as a solo project versus a group dynamic, how mortality played a crucial role in the lyrical process, upcoming live performance plans, and much more. So take a listen and stick around after they'll be playing a track off the new album. Uh, first off, I've enjoyed listening to your new album. I've been listening to that in the past week or so. And um, I know in the press release, you stated that the album title and several songs, including Lady Neptune and Picture You, were written about dreams of your death. What made you want to base an album around that concept? And, and did you do like any dream analysis or anything before starting this? Or how did that kind of take shape? Uh, well, it- these dreams in particular really stood out for me. I mean, not only because I, I died in them, but uh, just that I don't often remember my dreams in general. I'm not much of a dreamer (laughs) uh, in the literal sense. Um, So, so it just really struck me that I've had these dreams since I wrote the last record. Um, I've had multiple dreams of dying which I've never had before in my life. So um, I can't say I did very much analysis on them. Um, it more was just that they they were so vivid to me that I felt like I could easily write songs about them. And um, and they they just, oftentimes the songs that I write are about something that that strikes a chord with me deeply, whether it's an experience that I had or something that really, um, frustrates me or makes me sad or, um, you know, any, any sort of strong feelings. And it was just, um, kind of inevitable that after I had these dreams and, and was having multiples of them, um, that I should, I should write about them. And, uh, so I did, it worked out. There's actually one more that, um, that, I didn't finish before it was time to record the album. So there's a third I've had three so far where I died in the dream. Well, it's, it's interesting because I don't know if something's in the, in the air right now, whatever, but I mean, Depeche Mo put out an album called Memento Mori earlier this year. Oh, there's, uh-huh. a, there's a band called spotlights put out called alchemy for the dead. I mean, death is always a big theme in art always, but it seems like there's been several albums this year that, that are really focusing on that, you think it's something maybe in the in the zeitgeist right now, or just all the just kind of how tenuous things feel like, or or is it? You, yeah, or? I I think that makes sense. Like that that everyone's kind of everyone. I mean, we all like with COVID, we all went through something dark, you know, in one way or another. It was it was pretty dark times, um, even for people who people who. Uh, you know, didn't have such a bad time. They, they even know people who did. So I think that, that we kind of all collectively did this thing and, um, and 
it's like it's not surprising at all that that people are producing a bit darker material um because of that i really like one of the songs i like a lot is uh, fight me i like the baseline a lot it's kind of got a new order peter hook kind of thing going on um, i know in your liner notes you mentioned that you had started with the baseline on that do you normally start with the baseline when you write songs or do you or does it kind of depend on the song or how do you normally start when you're doing songwriting how does it the germ of it kind of progress from yeah it totally depends on the song uh, but my my process has been to sit down and start with an instrument whether that is a bass or more typically for me it would be a, a keyboard that has lots of sound variety on it and just kind of go through the sounds and oftentimes the sounds uh, themselves will will jump out at me and make me feel like writing something you know i'll i'll hear a a keyboard sound and think oh that's really cool i really like that sound um whether you know what type of sound that is it could be anything it could be it could be really bassy or it could be like a lead type sound. Um, and some of them I started with the, with the drum beat with like an electronic drum beat. So that song fight me in particular, um, I specifically said to myself, I should try writing one with bass, like starting it on bass. And, uh, and that's, that's the, there are two there. Uh, there's that one. And, um, and don't feel bad. They both started on bass. Actually, that's not true. Don't feel bad. Started with vocals. Uh, so fight me is the only one that I specifically said, I'm going to write a baseline and, um, and see what comes of it. And, and that was the result. It was a really, is a really good hook to it. Um, I, I really, I really like that. And then I was also going to ask, um, there seems to be a, a lot of cinematic influences on the album as well. I know you wrote one song was inspired by, James Bond, uh, the drum maker on James Bond theme, and that was um, Sharpshooter. And then you've got uh, Stay Dead, which is inspired by a horror film. So is cinema a big influence on your music, or they just happen to be in those two particular songs? Or is that always something that you kind of draw from when you're, when you're writing music? I have always felt like I wanted to incorporate more cinematic elements into my music. And this is the first record that I've written completely by myself. So I, I kind of just ran with it. I feel like I could do even more with it in the future, but I've always really loved uh, when songs have an orchestral element that you didn't expect. Like a lot of um, like early Bjork type stuff, mm -hmm. you know, like we think of her as like a, at least her early stuff. It's like electronic, you know, it's a lot of it is even, would be considered like dance music. And, but then, you know, here's a whole song that's just on harp with, um, you know, with sound effects from the street in the background. And I just, I really love the way that uh, cinematic elements can paint a more vivid picture for the listener as, as you're listening to the song. Well, I, I think you, you nailed it on uh, on Sharpshooter. You definitely have, has that kind of James Bond vibe to it. But then that made me think, I mean, I know James Bond songs always have an orchestra, but it's like, what do you think makes a great James Bond song? Like, what is what is it? It's hard, How do you how do you describe what makes it's 
as like certain chord progressions or I, I was just thinking about it. I was like, it's, it's hard to kind of pinpoint what makes, because they all do have kind of that unifying sound, mm-hmm. but they, I, but sorry, go ahead. Uh, but, but it's, but they kind of, you know, veer here and there, but I, I was, I was trying to think of what makes a good James Bond song. It's, it's cause it does have a certain, a certain template to it. That, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I kind of feel like at least when I was writing that one, um, I wanted that one to be like a James Bond with a uh with a western feel, like James Bond as as a western almost. Um and but I feel like the elements that make it uh like a Bond theme are that it needs to be dramatic mm-hmm. obviously and um a little on the slower side, it needs to have lots of dynamics as far as like, you know, really coming up with the, with the, all the instrumentation and then kind of dropping down. And also I think it needs to be like uh, in the same uh, vein of it being dramatic. I think it also needs to be like a little bit cheesy. Yeah. Just a little bit. Uh, Melodramatic. The top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that I did with that, I, I, I felt like, the vocals and the vocal melody, like, and, and, uh, the, just the line itself of sharpshooter. It's just so, um, over the top. (laughs) (laughs) I I really like that one. And then going back to the other song I mentioned, um, um, sorry, what was the title? I have it written. Uh, stay dead. Oh, stay Uh, dead. Mm -hmm. Um, you said it was inspired by horror films. Was there any horror film in particular, or did you sample anything from a certain film or is it just kind of just a general vibe? That you were going for i had a uh this was another sort of a challenge i made for myself is that i had a, a like a sample pack that was all horror movie sound effects and so i just thought i'm gonna sift through these and just i i really want to do a song that has sound effects as the as the drums like instead of drums and we we ended up adding we added live drums on top of um some of the sections uh but yeah, it was more like I just thought it would be so fun, and the and the 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 samples were really extensive. I think probably because there's so many different things that can happen in a horror movie. You know, there's like chains dropping, there's some ghost elements, and then there's like the sound of stabbing. <laughs> there's just there's <laughs> there's a whole variety. One of the, the kick drum is like a it's it's like a wizard i think it was called wizard poof like, like oh, nice. casting a an evil spell <laughs> or something so i thought that was kind of um really fun to 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 figure out how to compile all these songs and then compose or all these sounds and then compose them into a into a drum beat does that so, make so yeah you... no uh no no particular movie but uh just the idea of it in general you think that might lead you in the future to trying other movie sound effects for other songs or is it just kind of a one-off experiment and I'm not sure that's a good question um I there are definitely other songs on the album that have some sound effects here and there uh like there's a in blood perfume there's a glass breaking glass sound effect um I can't remember I can't remember if I used any others in the record, but I, I certainly want to do more with sound effects in the future. 
but I had not thought about whether I would do another, like make the entire drum beat out of, out of sound effects. I will definitely <laughs> think about that before I start writing again. And then you had uh, don't feel bad was created from a contest you entered on Twitch. And I wondered how different was that from how you normally write songs? And did that, did that give you a creative approach that you never tried before that you might continue in the future? Yeah, that was a really fun and interesting uh, sort of experiment for me almost. Um, it was not a contest. It was just a, it was a, it was like a multi streamer um, event, I guess, that is a regular thing from through the through one streamer she she'll do this once a month where she will have uh like three or four guest musicians come on her stream and everyone has written a new song with her prompt so so her prompt was um was second chances and that's that was the whole prompt for the for the um for the song and uh when i first had agreed to do this stream to come on and perform, I did not realize that that was part of it at all. Like I didn't realize that there was a, I don't know why I just, maybe I skimmed it and she was my friend. So I was like, yeah, I'll totally do that. And, you know, booked it in my calendar. And then (laughs) she reminded me about it um, probably a few weeks before the event, like, Oh yeah. So here's your, here's your prompt. Um, for the song that you have to write <laughs> for this <laughs> event. And, and the idea is to perform it for the first time um, on the show. So at first I really did not think I was going to be able to do it because I'm a very slow songwriter. And um, as it turned out, I already had a few lines of the song in my mind, I had not done anything with them yet. And it was the, that was the only song that, that was like that, that I had a partial bit that actually seemed like it could fit that theme. So I decided, yes, I think I can do this. I sat down and, and figured it out and, and wrote something for it. And I think it worked really well for me to have um, kind of an assignment to do which makes sense because like the, the, you know, the horror, the state ed horror themed drums, that's, that's another like little assignment that I gave myself, you know, to, to, to try something and finish it. And uh, also I felt like writing in that way with that kind of a time constraint made me feel more casual about the song itself and less committed and less concerned about exactly how everything should fall. And I, I think that did help me in the end to just be like, uh, here it is. Like this is, I, I wrote this in, in, uh, you know, two weeks or whatever, however much time I had, which is so fast for me. And, uh, and then people seem to really enjoy it. So I, uh, I, so I put it on the record and, and filled it out from there on the Twitch stream. I just played bass and sang, and that's what I, what I currently do when someone requests that song, I'll just play it with the bass. So do you think going forward, you might give yourself like a, 
you know, experiment of doing like an entire like EP or something like that, that you say, I've got like one week to do it, or I've got, or it's just, just kind of one thing you tried and you're like, well, that was fun, but I don't really want to limit myself like that in the future. (laughs) Well, I, I, so I kind of, I don't know. I'm not very good at keeping my own, uh, deadlines when I give myself a deadline. Um, it, it's, it's really hard for me to stick to it. Uh, cause there's no one to report to, you know, there's no one to, to, there's no one for, uh, I can't think of the word to hold, hold me accountable. So, uh, I did when I was writing the record, I did something that I had never done before, which was I rented, uh, like I found this Airbnb trailer uh, just out in the wilderness that um, I rented for like five nights. And I just spent all my time songwriting there and it worked really well for me. So I think that is kind of a form of, and that was after writing Don't Feel Bad. I was after this whole experience. So um, so I think that is kind of maybe like my version of of giving myself a a bit of an ultimatum like here's this i rented this i you know spent money on this uh lodging so i really need to produce something while i'm here and it doesn't have to be good <laughs> I, 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 tr- I try to always give myself that freedom of like i don't have to use everything that i write you know because that would make everything a lot harder but uh, I will probably do that again in the future. One thing I think is interesting, uh, just reading reading your bio, is that uh, my wife's from San Antonio, so um, and I, we live in Austin now. But I think it's, it's interesting. You don't really hear of many artists who are based in San Antonio uh, necessarily. Usually, they're in Texas and more towards Austin. So, what do you find about San Antonio that that gives you inspiration, and what made you decide to kind of make that your home base? Well, uh, I moved here, um, I've been here about six years, I believe, and moved here, uh, due to my husband's, like, a change in jobs. And, um, I thought, I have been to San Antonio many times on tour, and it always was a great place to play. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, Austin too, of course. But, uh, I thought because you know survival guide is very is very like indie 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 rock i don't know indie electronic whatever i don't know what genre i am <laughs> but i just thought that san antonio would have more of a like a spillover of musicians from austin and that there would be more happening here just because of the proximity to austin um, there is a lot that happens here, but I have gathered that that San Antonio is really prefers heavier music. Yeah, and, big metal town for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I've talked to a few uh, other musicians about this since moving here. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's very it's it's always been a metal, uh, a metal city and um, and heavier stuff. So it has been a little bit tough for me to find um, other other artists and musicians and bands to to play with here. Um, but also my live, I, I can't say I have given it my all 
at this point um, because I moved here. Uh, I went through this whole thing of being very uncertain of what I wanted to do with music and whether I wanted to continue because I, I left my whole uh, musician network when I moved and uh, I had to decide, you know, whether I wanted to continue and what, what that would look like. So I spent a couple of years like trying to bolster myself and, and, and eventually I felt, felt pretty good about it. But then COVID hit and it was like, well, now I'm not going to be playing shows for a while. Um, so I feel like I did not work super hard to get to like get ingrained into the scene here, whether mm-hmm. San Antonio or Austin. Um, I played a few shows in both spots before, before COVID. And then I've been spending time working on the album and, uh, not totally sure what I'm doing with live shows. Although I am booking some record release shows because I, I need to like that playing live. Um, when I was in a band, it was like, that was my favorite part of being, of doing music. Um, and it still is performing is still just singing is my favorite part of being a musician. Um, but I, I definitely, since I've moved here, I have not found my stride with, um, with how my setup is all the different keyboards that I've got going on. Um, and whether I should work with more musicians uh, for for the live show or not. So I'm right in the middle of formulating that so that I can play some release shows when the record comes out. I don't so, know if that answered your question. I just kind of went on a tangent there. No, no. But so um, so you really so you're still kind of figuring out the, the live situation. You haven't quite figured out when, where, or who. It's just you're still kind of figuring that out. Yes, yes. I actually just a couple of days ago got the stems for uh, the album, which I can't play. Like the with the amount of electronic stuff going on um, in the songs, I can't play without those. Like I can't, I can't do. You know, I I cannot physically play everything myself. So I have to decide which elements of the songs do I want to actually perform and which pieces need to be on a track. And um, I've been, for the most part, um, I've been doing it solo and just doing it as much as I possibly can on the keyboards and a drum pad and various electronics. And um, I am, so I've just gotten the stems for Death Dreams. And so now I need to compile them all and decide which parts I'm going to play. And I am also going to be working with a drummer, at least a drummer. I feel like, I feel like it's time for me to have more going on on stage. So I am, I am definitely going to be working with a drummer or to promote death dreams and just kind of see where it goes and potentially, potentially more. It's taken me a while to, um, to sort of know enough musicians 
in the scene here to be able to do that kind of thing. You know, I don't even mm-hmm. really know how people, uh, how people look for other musicians. I, I, I've thought back to like when, you know, being in a band and we need a guitar player or something. And, and it's like, we would actually post something at <laughs> the, like the guitar shop, mm-hmm. or whatever. music stores. and Yeah. Just like looking for guitar player. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of wonder how that works now too. Um, because I used to play in a band as well, but it, it is it is very different. But it's it, it's crazy right now how much live music has has roared back. Uh-huh. I mean, I mean, there's there's almost so many shows I can't keep up with everything anymore. It's just like everybody's touring at the same time, so it's like now now it's definitely it's definitely an appetite for it. I think people were yeah. hold up for so long that it's like it just feels like. It's just this crazy feeling you go out and you're like, oh my God, I forgot how good this feels to be like around people listening to music. Yeah. Um, I'm so, I'm so glad that it is back because during, during the pandemic, I was really sad for, for live music and, you know, like the, all the venues that probably had to close during that time and uh, permanently. And just thinking, are people going to want, to come see live music again, you know, are they, or are they like, well, there's all these, I can just watch Netflix. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's, and it's weird. Cause it, I mean, where I work, I work with a lot of younger people and it's like, some of them are all into live stuff. And some of them are like, just watch YouTube. They just, they've never even been to a show before. It's so weird. It's like, wow. they're, either, they're either all in or they're, it's, it's, it's a very interesting how that, but there's still a huge demand for it. I think. Yeah. So, so hopefully you can get some shows going and, and get out there and, and take advantage of that because it is definitely, it's definitely a good time to be touring. I think to be out there yeah, seems like for sure. Like and I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to support the record too, because I'm really, I feel really good about it. I'm proud of it. And, um, and all I need to do at this point is, uh, just like the songs, just sit down and figure it out. So this is your fourth album as a survival guide. And have you decided, I mean, this has just come out or getting ready to come out, of course, but have you decided where you're going to go from there? Or are you just going to let this come out, see how it's received, do some shows and, and, and kind of charge your batteries back up? Or have you given any thought to something else you want to work on or, or where's your mindset as far as that's concerned? Yeah, I would like to continue writing and do another album. Uh, although I do feel like it a lot comes back to the fact that I have neglected the live shows for uh, too long. Um, I, I do want to keep going and be out there and touring and everything and writing more and doing another album. Um, but I also am part of me is kind of like, well, I sort of need to know if people like it <laughs> you know, <laughs> before I decide anything like that. Well, I wish you all the best of luck with the album. It's been really nice chatting with you today, Emily. Thanks for taking time out to talk to me and uh, yeah, best of luck with that. And hopefully if you come to Austin, let me know. I'll be happy to go see your show. Yeah, that's cool. I will definitely, I will definitely let you know. I'll, I plan on playing. I haven't booked anything yet, but I do plan on playing something up there with the drummer and, uh, and see how it goes. 
Also, Very cool. thank you for having me. I feel like the uh, I feel like my answer to that last question was a terrible. Like last last answer. I'm just like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't necessarily think that that's a. I mean, like you say, you you want to hear how it's received. You want to see what kind of response you get, and and I I think. I guess a lot of musicians feel like every album is like a reaction to their previous album. So yeah, maybe you need some time to see how it, how it registers. And, and yeah, I, I think also with this one, it just, um, it, it carries so much weight with me because this is the first one that I have done completely by myself. If we're counting. So there's two of those albums were covers albums. So it's almost like those, were just so much more casual that I was not as concerned about how they were received. I'm, you know, like someone else wrote these songs. So I'm just presenting them in, in a survival guide way. But this album is like just, uh, just a really big deal to me. So, so yeah, I think I'm extra, extra, um, concerned about whether, about whether it'll go over well or not. So that's all. That was the extension to that, to the answer of the question. Well, that, that actually, there's, there's one more thing I, I forgot to, to ask since this, you said, this is like your first, like totally solo, solo. Um, what made you decide to go in that direction? Was it just because of moving and, and the pandemic or was it just, you wanted to change and decided to go in a different direction or what made you decide to totally go autonomous on, on, on this uh, latest one? Uh, survival guide started as a two piece. Um, mm-hmm. I was with a guitar player and, um, and he left the band and I just felt like I did not want to replace him and I didn't want to be searching for that was, that was before I lived here. That was before I moved. Um, I, I just was not, I didn't feel like I had the energy to try to find another person to like take on this, this huge project with, uh, because to me it was really important. And, um, so that's why that in combination with moving and not knowing other musicians, I just was, went through a whole stage of being like, what am I doing? What, what am I doing now? I want to keep doing music, but should I, you know, I don't know anyone to perform with. I don't, I don't feel, um, I don't feel, I don't know if confident is the word. I don't, I don't feel compelled, I guess, to, to go searching for another, uh, like-minded musician who is on the exact same page as me, because that's what I felt like I had, um, when we started the band. So, um, so yeah, it was not really by choice that I, that I became solo, but in a way it was because it was like, well, I either do this solo. I, I learned how to do this. I learned how to record myself for demos and write all the songs myself, or I don't. And maybe I'm just like doing background harmonies in someone else's band, you know? So I did a lot of soul searching, let's say, and determined that I should just try it and see what happens. So I've been on that page for, for a few years now, you know, through COVID and everything, just like 
well, I guess I'll try streaming. I guess I'll try writing my own record. I'll try building my own website, like all the stuff that it takes. Um, I've kind of just been slowly and gradually learning how to do these things. Even though I've been a musician for lots of years, I've never done it like this. So it's all kind of a big test, which, which also is what makes me not have great definitive answers for, um, for what's, what's next in survival guide land. I'm hoping that people will love the record like I do. And, uh, and I'll feel bolstered and, and totally energetic to, uh, to continue and, and write more and continue to go out there and play more and more shows. That is, that is my hope. Uh, I, I have a pretty good feeling you probably will probably will happen that way. Cause I think it's a really great album. I've enjoyed listening to it and I think it's a, I think it's a solid piece of work. So I wish you Thank luck you. with it and uh, yeah, keep me posted in any shows and uh, thanks for talking to me today. I appreciate it. I will. Yeah. Thanks for having me and thanks for listening to the album. Thanks to Emily for taking time out to do this interview. To pre-order Survival Guys Death Dreams, you can go to doublehelixrecords.com. And as promised, we're going to play a new track off the album. It's Lady Neptune. I think you're really going to dig it. So give it a whirl, see what you think. And until next time, stay safe and stay sane.